0: Good morning. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get in the word of God, talk about it. And today we want to talk about a very, very important contemporary issue, abortion, and particularly how this is on the ballot in Ohio this, this week. Now, you may not live in Ohio, but I'll tell you what's going on in Ohio will be coming to your state. And so I think it's important that all of us be aware of this pray about it, do what we can. If you live in Ohio, get out and vote on this. But I want to talk about something that's particularly disturbing about this issue of abortion that's come out in recent polling. We'll get to that in just a second. But abortion, it's a issue that we thought when Roe versus Wade was overturned a couple of years ago, we thought, wow, that that we're going to protect the rights of the unborn again. But we have found that what this has done is take it to the states who are voting. And I hate to say it, but we are having a pretty bad, us pro-lifers are having a pretty bad record of of these elections. And there's reasons for this. One reason, of course, there's big money in abortion, big money in abortion. They have strong lobbying, and they outspend us a great deal. But that's not the only reason. And we can't just point to that and and give up and say that we're outspent, so we're going to lose. In fact, what I'm going to share with you in just a moment may shock you. But first, a little background, a little primer for all of us. Why is abortion such a controversial issue? Well, the primary reason is it really does pit two rights against one another. The right of a woman to control her body and the right of a child to live. This is really what it comes down to. And both of these are very legitimate. I think a woman has a right to control her body. You know, they often say to me on campus when this comes up and it's debated, they say, you just want to control women's bodies. Can I assure you, I have no desire, no interest whatsoever in controlling women's bodies. And personally, I don't think the people in the pro-life movement do. What rather, what we are interested in is protecting the right of a child to live. We think a woman does have the right to control her body, but that right is when goes going up against the right of someone else to live, which takes priority, which takes precedence. We would say the right to control your body is very important. The right of another person to be able to live and not be killed is even more important. This is our case for the pro-life movement. And of course, we would contend there's a second body involved here, the body of the child. And so it's not just the right of the woman, it's the right of the child. Well, is it a child? Is it a child? What, uh, uh, what, what, uh, what, what do we say here? Is the, there's three questions I want to ask, three or four questions. Number one, is the baby or fetus, is it alive? Well, we know it's alive. There's no doubt about it. It's alive. It's from the moment of conception. There is life there. That's medically established now. Is it human? This used to be debated. We used to have these pictures of, of fetal development, in which it was assumed or, or it was uh, uh, claimed that the child, the fetus, and you can call it fetus or baby. I don't care. It means the same thing. A fetus is just an unborn baby, but what, whatever you call it, is it human? And these these uh, depictions in the womb of the development of the baby or the fetus were allegedly went through the stages of evolution. Well, that's been debunked. Now that we know about DNA, the, the baby never has pig DNA. The, the baby's never a pig or a fish or anything like that along the developmental, uh, along the time of developing from the moment of conception, it's it has DNA. And by the way, we're also told that it's just a part of the woman's body. No, it's not. You can check the woman's DNA of her gallbladder, her liver, her stomach, her heart, her skin, her hair, any part of her body, and the DNA will all match. But you check the DNA of that little baby that's been conceived within her, and it's different DNA because it is a different human being. It's human, but it's a different human. And so that raises the question is it a person? Well, it's not part of her body, it's housed in her body. It's living in her body, but it is a separate human being. It's, this is very, very important as we discuss this. It is a separate human being. And so the question becomes, is this living human baby's life worth protecting? Is this living human baby's life worth protecting? And this is what's on the ballot in Ohio this week. It's called Amendment 1. And Amendment 1 would enshrine in our state constitution the right to what they euphemistically call reproductive freedom, the right to reproductive rights, the right to reproductive health. All these are just code word for abortion. The taking of the child's life, not a miscarriage, not an accident, not natural, but through, through means designed to kill the little baby in there and to cause it to be born prematurely and prematurely dead is this is this something that evangelicals should be in favor of what surprises me is that the recent polling in ohio indicates that this actually could pass that ohio all the laws all the rules that say you know you have to wait to really know what you're doing you're not being manipulated into this parents need to be consulted if it's a minor particularly because often a minor who's pregnant it was a rape. It was a legal rape, and these are often are not reported. And so it needs to, uh, the laws requiring that it goes that it is reported, and that anyone who is a rapist would be uh, sought out, arrested. Any laws requiring certain medical uh, protections to make sure that there's hospital rights if, there's, if something goes wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And right now in Ohio, we have a heartbeat bill that is in the courts, but it's been passed and the courts are looking at it, essentially saying that once a heartbeat is detected, the baby cannot be aborted except for the extreme measures of of the mother's life, being endangered, uh, et cetera. Now, who's in favor of this and who's not should not surprise us, but part of it does. 89% of Democrats are in favor of this. Nine out of 10 Democrats favor this bill. Abortion in the Constitution: no restrictions really that the government can place upon it. Forty percent, thirty-nine percent of Republicans favor it. I guess that doesn't surprise me too much, uh, although Republicans tend to be more religious, tend to be more Christian, tend to have a better biblical basis, and so we tend to Republicans tend to be more uh, more in uh, protecting the innocent the weak, the marginalized, those who don't have a voice for themselves. Those who stand up in favor of abortion, uh, uh, of of the unborn, they don't have a voice. They don't have a lobby. They don't have money. They can't vote. And so we stand up for the weak and and neglected and helpless. But 90% of Democrats, they favor the right of a woman. She can do whatever she wants. 40% of Republicans, they say, no, you can't do that because we are required to support the or to protect the life of the unborn and the innocent. 51% of independents about half and half are in favor versus opposed. But what gets me, 37% of evangelicals, self-identified evangelicals are not siding to protect the life of the child? Are you kidding me? That's 4 out of 10. If this is true this speaks of a massive failure on the part of the church a massive failure on the part of evangelicals to teach and train their people in how to think properly about this issue this is a, a, an incredible thing incredible for four out of 10 evangelicals self-identified evangelicals being someone who believes the bible to be true jesus is the way to heaven How could this be? How could this be? I again ask these questions. Is the baby a fetus? Is the baby alive? Is it human? Is it a person? And does the sixth commandment prohibiting murder apply here? People ask, why are you against abortion? If you follow the the lies of the other side, you just say it's a part of the woman's body. I've already shown it's not, it's a separate DNA. It's a different body that is temporarily living inside of its mother. This is God's plan. This is the way God designed for our families to bring a a child into the world. But the child is a living, separate. We know this medically. We know this scripturally. And so we ask the question, does the sixth commandment, thou shall not commit murder, apply here? And I think any Christian would have to give me a strong reason as to why not. Why wouldn't it? How could an evangelical who would believe the Bible, the word of God, possibly believe that this is okay unless they had been totally deceived by the arguments of the other side that say it's not alive, it's not part of the woman's body, it's not a person, etc. Or there might even be another argument that they have bought into and this one concerns me as well. And if so, would be, again, a massive failure on the part of the evangelical church. Are you required to keep your religious beliefs out of politics? Students tell me this on campus all the time. I'm not allowed to use my religion because of the separation of church and state. I'm not allowed to use my religious beliefs to guide what I, the way I would vote. Folks, this is America. You can vote based on whatever you want. You can vote for a candidate because you like their smile or because you, they used to talk about a certain president. You'd like to sit down and have a beer with them. That's a reason you could vote for him. You can vote because you like their policies. You like their character or, or don't like their policies, don't like their character. You can vote because of their, you can vote for any reason you want. You, I know some people who, who just flip a coin and decide who to vote. And you know what? In America, that's okay. Don't ever Let anyone tell you how you are allowed to decide your vote. I know it might sound like I'm saying that now, but here's what I'm saying to you if you're an evangelical. You are a child of God. You have come under the authority of Jesus Christ. You claim to represent Jesus. I'm gonna say that when you make your decisions, the most paramount thing in all decisions you make related to voting is what would the scripture tell me? what standards are in the bible what would god indicate here this is a matter of the role of government in the bible the primary role of government is to protect innocent people and to punish guilty people we might think you might want government to educate you and, and do all these social services but the primary reason why do we why do i say that the very first scripture related to government or the establishment of government in which people were allowed to rule over one another, came after the flood of Noah. And when they came off the ark, God gave one new commandment. Remember, he'd flooded the earth because the earth was filled with violence, violence. And when they came off the ark, he gave one new law to protect us from becoming as corrupt and violent as we had been. And that was this, whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed. And so this was the establishment of of government, the establishment that people are to organize good people, are to hold bad people accountable, and even punish those who would murder another. My friends, evangelical Christians, don't be naive. Don't be uninformed. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't fall for the lies given to us by those who hate God, have rejected God, and say they're doing it out of concern for a mother. This is one thing. We have, a, we have had in our country a sexual revolution. It's taken root. The one, the one thing in sex that people do not want today is the result that a child will be born as a result of sex. It's all about pleasure. It's all about myself. Do what I want. I don't want a child to come from it. But that's God's design. God designed sex for the purpose of creating new life. And when we create it and we say we don't want it and we destroy it, we become barbaric. As a culture, as a people, as a nation, we become barbaric. The people of Ohio are being tested this week. Where do we stand on this? Evangelical Christians are being tested. Where do you stand on this? Our nation's being tested. Where do we stand on the protection of life And do we believe, do we so value sexual fornication and immorality so highly that when a child is the result, we simply say, get rid of it. What a disgusting thing for our nation. We're being tested. Let's pray that we pass the test this week. Oh, Father in heaven, we come to you today with a deep heart of lament and remorse and sadness and repentance at how many young child, innocent children are being aborted killed, their life finished, they're just being thrown away, Lord, because people wanted to do something and they didn't want any consequence. They didn't want any, they didn't want the child. And Lord, you designed, you designed sexual intimacy to produce a new life. What a blessing, what a beautiful thing, what an awesome thing. And yet, Lord, our culture has has deemed it uh, trash, something to be thrown away, something to be killed, something to be done away with. Oh Father forgive us. We repent of this. How I pray, Father. I I can't speak for others who don't follow you and don't know you, but how I pray for those who name the name of Christ in our country and in our culture to be informed, to be understood, to speak up, to stand up to do the right thing and not use their vote or their voice to condone what is evil. What is a violation of the very first commandment of how we treat one another? Thou shalt not commit murder. Oh God, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon your church. Help our leaders, help our leadership to speak out clearly, strongly, and and make the case persuasively. Help me, Lord, when I'm on campus and this issue comes up, to make the case persuasively. We pray for this. We repent of this, Lord. We ask your mercy upon our land. And And we pray, Lord, this tuesday in ohio that this constitutional amendment to our state law that would prohib- that would allow abortion to be enshrined in our constitution it would fail we ask for it mobilize your people to vote in mass this week we pray in jesus name amen amen and amen okay folks hey thanks for joining with me this is a this is kind of a heavy topic today But you know, we don't shy away from that. We don't shy away from speaking the truth, even if some people are offended, even if some people don't agree. This is God's word that we're here to defend. We're not here just to build an audience or get a lot of people to listen or get likes. We're here to speak the truth of God to those who are willing to obey it, to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. If that's you, I hope you'll join us regularly because we come here every day. Sometimes we talk about a current event. Sometimes we just talk about how we can obey the Bible in our personal life or relationships, whatever. We want to be strong for the Lord. That's why we get in the word of God here every single day. 8.30 a.m. live. You can watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher. To to those who come here every day, God bless you. I love you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.